you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. I'm Red Lewis and this is NFL Inside Report. It's draft week and two teams have an opportunity to be power players within the top 10 of this year's NFL draft. Talking about the New York Jets and the New York Giants, two of the eight teams with multiple first-round draft picks, but both the Jets and the Giants with those two first-rounders within the top 10 of this year's draft. And safe to say that they have earned those selections especially over the course of the last few years. And that's what we're diving into today with Judy Batista, who's going to join us here in the state of frustration in what she calls the Gotham area gridiron. A fantastic uh, word choice there. And Judy is with us here on today's episode to detail the futility here that the Giants and Jets have found themselves in and then how this draft could help them climb their way out of this hole. Judy, great to be back here with you. Great to be here. I wish it were under, you know, better circumstances for sure. the teams, but whatever, we'll take it. Yes, for Judy's home teams. Come on. Um, so, Judy, we, you and I were, were just chatting a bit uh, before we started here. And, you know, in, in the piece, you talk about Giants haven't been to the playoffs in five years. Jets, it's been longer, right, since 2010, over a decade now since the Jets last found themselves into the postseason. And look, when you combine the two records of the teams that share MetLife Stadium, it's not pretty. Uh, and how would you describe kind of your unearthing of some of this, uh, this lack of winning uh, over these last few years for these teams? So uh, when our editors asked me to maybe like for the draft, like why don't you look at the two New York, New York teams? Cause they have, you know, they each have two first round draft picks. I, you know, I turned to our fantastic research department and I said, sure. can you give me any context on just how bad they are? And they like, you know, within 45 seconds, they shot back this email with and that would we wait. Literally share like the worst record in the NFL over the last five years, which I had not realized. And I was like, 
oh my god, yeah. that's even worse than I thought it was. Um, you know, I mean, it's really bad. Like, look, just from somebody who lives in New York, I mean, I know that the teams are not relevant um, past November, and that's right. late. You know, I, I mean, our friend and colleague Peter Schrager was talking about it on Good Morning Football this morning, and he said, like, they never get to talk about the Jets and Giants on Good Morning Football after, like, the first month of the season because they're not relevant. They're not playing meaningful games. Um I mean, it, it's bad, you know. I mean, it's been a series, a long series of missteps by both yeah. teams, um, you know. But obviously, this draft presents a, a rare opportunity for for both teams to, you know, to flip it pretty quickly. Yeah, they are front and center, though, of all of the draft conversation here. And, you know, depending on how you look at it, that's not necessarily a great thing uh, unless you use that capital for good. And that is obviously what both teams are trying to do here um, as uh, as they embark on this draft, which we'll get to here in just a couple of days. But before we get back uh, into that and and let's just I mean, because you did a great job of kind of painting the picture of how New Yorkers feel about their teams. And some of them have in fact taken to the skies uh, to voice their displeasure, Judy, for both teams. Yeah. So back in the seventies, this is something that happened with the giants that John Mara, the owner of the giants still references. Um, It was when his father was still alive and still on the team. Um, But fans were so disgusted with how the giants were at that point that they rented a banner plane and, you know, flew it overhead and, you know, 15 years, we've had enough. And um, the, the good news for the Giants is after that, they started making changes. And a few years later, they were in the playoffs. They hired Young as the general manager, which is really the decision that led to everything good that has happened for the right. New York Giants since then. Um, and in a strange echo of it, a, a few years ago at the Jets practice facility during practice one day, a, you know, a plane flew overhead calling for the firing of then general manager John Itzik. And that was a really strange scene because, like, literally the team was out there getting ready to practice. And, you know, the, the team sure. officials were, like, looking up in the sky at this banner plane that sort of circled Florham Park a few times. So, um, yeah, I mean, fans are frustrated and, and just sort of, you know, disbelieving and that, and, and again, like, it's not even that they're bad. It's that they're irrelevant. That's really bad part. Right. It's not like you're fighting, you know, towards the end and like, yeah, you just fall short in week 18 for the seventh and final playoff spot in the conference. We're not, we're not even there. I mean, the season had ended four weeks prior for both of these teams. It felt like. Listen, Um, when Joe Douglas said at the combine, uh, not at the combine, it was at the league meeting uh, a few weeks ago when he said, you know, I I think we should be playing meaningful games in December. And I know some people rolled their eyes because it's like, well, that's not a very high bar. And it's like, well, that would be real progress. (laughs) Actually, To be playing a meaningful game into December. So, you know, they'll take that. That would be good. And you, you talk about not being able to pinpoint one area or one moment where this all started to go terribly awry. I mean, like, look, you got to go back. You know, when you talk about the Jets last making the playoffs, we're talking about Rex Ryan as the head coach. And think about how far, I mean, he's been out of the league, you know, for, for a while now. Um, So to think about that. And then, you know, for the Giants, you know, obviously I haven't been in the playoffs without Eli Manning. Um, And so, you know, that, that's, that's a part of it too. turnover at franchise quarterback inability to find one for the Jets, uh, you know, is, is part of this thing too, right? 
Yeah, you know, I talked to Boomer Esiason, the former Jets and Bengals quarterback, who is now a very, very popular sports uh, talk radio host here right. in New York. And so he hears it from both fan bases. And, and and he said, like, you can't put your finger on just one thing. He said, you know, Jets fans tend to blame ownership and Giants fans want to pin everything on Dave Gettleman. <laughs> but it, it obviously goes much further than that. Yeah. When, you know, when the bottom falls out, it's not just one reason. There's much more. You know, certainly you're right. Like the, the Giants, obviously, the post-Eli Manning era has has not been good. But also, they have turned over coaches every two years now. For the, that's extremely un-Giants-like, yeah. right? This is one of the most stable franchises that values stability and continuity. Um, so that is very out of character for them. Right. Um, they felt it's been needed. You know, they've had some underperforming draft picks. Um, you know, obviously I, I think we can say that the hiring of Dave Gettleman was probably a mistake at, at general manager. Um, you know, things just haven't worked recent decisions and the jets, uh, same, same thing, you know, bad draft picks, bad coaching fits, bad general manager hires. Yeah. I thought it was remarkable how the same factors were contributing to, to both teams. I mean, the giants had, has had, more recent high-level success. They've won two Super Bowls. Um, But the missteps were similar for both teams. Yeah. And and look, you mentioned um, the hiring of George Young as the piece that turned around that struggling Giants franchise at the time and now won four Super Bowls since then. And now they have another new general manager in Joe Shane. How does he carve his path for success kind of starting on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. I, well, first of all, I wouldn't want to put it on Joe Shane to try to live right. up to what George Young did because that right. is high, high, sure. high lower to reach. So sure. uh, I don't want to do that to Joe Shane, but look, he has already, I think started to carve his own path in this off season. I mean, he inherited a really bad salary cap situation and, it was pretty honest that like that was going to be what had to happen this offseason. They had to clean that up. He had to cut, he said at the time, $40 million um, in yeah. payroll. So I, I think he's already started doing that. They've had a modest free agency spending period where they made some improvements to the offensive line. But certainly whatever he does um, starting Thursday is going to have the biggest immediate impact. Um and with two such high draft picks, I, I think the question is, do you get, if you get two blue chip players, right, they have to be plug and play guys who make an immediate impact. Right. Or does he go and try to, to trade out of one of those picks and pick up a lot more ammunition, which they could use now? Um, and they could also use potentially next year if they pick up an extra first rounder next year when you know, they could be in the market for a quarterback if Daniel Jones does not pan out right. the way everybody hopes he does. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a fine line that they're towing here mm-hmm. because you want to, as you know, when John Mara said we've tried everything we we can to screw this kid up, you know, a few months ago after the season, you know, you're like, okay, yeah, well, let's let's give him a real shot, right? And certainly feel like Brian Dable coming in as the head coach is type oh. of coach and offensive mind, you know, like we saw work wonders in, in Buffalo with Josh Allen that could help bring Daniel Jones along. But you've also, if that's the case, if you want to get a true evaluation, you are using this draft to support him in a big way. Right. And so it, it, and then to also think about, well, what if we're able to plan for the future, you know, by moving out of one of these picks. So you're supporting maybe a little bit less, but also kind of on the back end, hedging your bets, 
Um, so it, it does feel like a kind of a fine line for them to toe, especially if they want if they truly want to get that you know, this year of evaluation for Daniel Jones and then make a decision, right, Judy? Well, you keep hearing teams use the phrase like competitive rebuilds, and that's sort of what they're talking about at the Giants. Right. Like they don't want to bottom out, right? but they want to be competitive. But but they're clearly retooling the roster, and they have yeah. to retool the roster, and they have to, especially on the offensive line, which has been a shambles for years. And that, I think, more than anything, if they can just get the offensive line to be decent, that would help Daniel Jones. It would help Saquon Barkley, um, who's another player that they're going to have to evaluate this year. But I, I do think they feel like you've, you've got to do your best to, to put pieces around Daniel Jones to help him be successful, not just for Daniel Jones's own sake, but for the franchise's sake. Sure. You've got to find out if this first-round quarterback is what you thought he wasn't. And they have not done enough to give him the opportunity to show that. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then, you know, looking at, uh, you know, obviously Andrew Thomas, top five pick a couple of years ago at left tackle, feel pretty good about the way that's trending there. So you're hoping, you know, maybe at five or seven, you get one of the top two tackles in this draft, put him over on the right side. And now you've at least solidified, or you hope you've at least solidified both of the tackle spots there. And then, you know, with the other pick, maybe you're left to get the best defensive player on the board. You know, whichever way that is. It would be great if they, yeah. get, if they get one of the, the, the good edge rushers. I mean, the good news sure. for the Giants, if you want to look at this on the bright side, is their needs dovetail nicely with the strengths of this draft. Um, right. They need offense. They need an offensive tackle, and they need an edge rusher. And, and a corner. And, and, and a you corner. can get that too, yeah. um, depending and, on and when so, James Bradbury yeah. makes his exit. Yeah. Right. So uh, the good news is they, they do have a good field to pick from. Yeah, and then look, then we've got high-level picks at the top of the second and third rounds, too. So exactly. that the draft doesn't end in the top 10, although it's exactly. a big piece of this thing. Um, and they will definitely uh, be a power player uh, on April 28th when we kick off the 2022 NFL Draft uh, live from Las Vegas. And from everybody uh, just listening to us today, just a reminder that a copy of Judy's story... Um, you can find NFL.com slash Big Apple Draft, restoring football in the Big Apple. Again, NFL.com slash Big Apple Draft uh, there. And so that's kind of a piece on why we got here for the Jets and the Giants. Look at how the Giants try to climb themselves out. And now let's take a look at the Jets path forward here. We'll do that right after this quick break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. All right, back here with Judy Batista on this episode of NFL Inside Report. A reminder that Judy's piece uh, right now on the state of football in the New York area out right now, NFL.com slash Big Apple Draft. As the Jets and the Giants, two of the eight teams with multiple first-round draft picks, both of those teams with those two first-rounders in the top 10. For the Jets, they sit at 4-10. and 10. But let's take another look back here a little bit on how we got here for the Jets. For the owner, Woody Johnson, uh, as you talk about in the story here, reads comments on social media. I know. Um, he's crazy. <laughs> like, brave. Also, so I would say, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it kind of, it strikes you as like, you know, usually, you know, maybe that's something that, you know, and in, in a position of ownership, you might eh, try to leave that stuff alone. Right. But he's into it. Well, he's really into social media anyway, yeah. but um, I was surprised when he said he reads the comments and, and, you know, he sort of said like laughing. He said, look, I've been doing this 20 years. Like I feel their pain. I, you know, he's heard it all before. So uh, he understands the frustration of Jets fans. He's one of them. Um, he, you know, I, I think uh, if you could point to one thing about the Jets, it's the complete inability to, to land a franchise quarterback. I mean, they've, they've tried repeatedly um, and it just hasn't worked. And, you know, I thought it looked good for a while there with Mark Sanchez. Don't forget they made the AFC championship game in back-to-back years Twice, with, yeah. with Mark Sanchez. Now, that was a defensive-dominated team, but still, it's the AFC championship game. Um, you know, and and then it's the, the wheels have been spinning ever since. Um, sure. And then, I, you know, I agree with Boomer Sison that when they – acquired Tim Tebow, that is when I felt like things were really sort of careening off the, like, where are we headed here? So, right. Um, yeah. I, I do think this current brain trust seems to be on the same page with each other. And that is, as Woody Johnson himself pointed out, that has not always been the case. So that's a step forward. Sure. Sure. And it does. Yeah. Like you said, it feels like the coach and GM are in lockstep and they're also, you know, united together to try to get, you know, try to make Zach Wilson work as the franchise quarterback. And I think there have been some signs of progress on that front. And now it's, it's continuing to build around him. And that's part of what they're going to do here. And that's part of what they were trying to do, Judy, earlier this offseason when they probably felt like they had a pretty good shot to get Tyree kill. And, you know, we're offered a good deal and a nice compensation package for the chiefs. Tyreek opted to go to Miami. So if we ever thought that the Jets were going to be in the wide receiver market in the top 10 of this draft, the fact that they went out and tried to get one of the best in the league and, and you know, couldn't get it done certainly makes it feel like that's a place they could go in this draft if, you know, another marquee wide receiver doesn't come available. Like, let's say Debo Samuel or A.J. Brown or, you know, someone else, you know, because it, it has happened this offseason a couple of times. Yeah, the Jets have four picks in the top 40. So they have a whole lot of ammunition either to pick those four picks or to use some of that in a trade. Um, now, obviously, they've been linked with Debo Samuel a lot. I, I, nobody's really sure if the 49ers are interested in trading Debo Samuel as much as he might be interested 
as he is in leaving. Um, but whichever way they go, uh, they have a lot of ammunition. And Joe Douglas said when he met with the media last week that when you're picking in the in the first and second rounds, those guys should be immediate starters. So yeah. if they exercise all four of those picks, that's four starters brand new on the team. Like you got to be able to to turn the tide if you've got that many blue chip players. Combined with last year, they had two first round draft picks. So right. that's a lot of draft capital um, that should be on the field. I agree with you. I thought Zach Wilson, especially late in the season, showed signs. First of all, I think he's really tough and, um, yeah. and resilient. And I thought that it seemed like things were coming to him better late in the season when he got back on the field. So that was encouraging for him. They believe in him. Um, they do need weapons for him. I mean, they, you know, a, a top tier receiver, whether it's in a trade or through the draft, would be a big help to him. Yeah, certainly. And but how do you feel like the organization, um, you know, maybe outside of Joe Douglas, who obviously made as strong as strong a push as he could to get Tyreek Hill, feels about not getting that done? Like, is that is that is it looked upon as? Oh man, here we go. You know, no. another no. Yeah. I, no, I actually think um, they felt good about it. I, I think they felt good about being aggressive. That you right. know, they had the weapons, and let's be aggressive. Let's swing for the fence here. This is the, one of the top receivers in the league. Let's go for it. Um, so I think they feel good about that. I think they understood the circumstances that Tyreek probably wanted to be in Miami, you know, for personal reasons. He wanted to yeah. be in Miami, and, and that's fine. That's going to happen. But um, I, I think they feel good about being able to say, look, we went for it, and this is an indication that we're going to go for it. If that's the point. Opening, yep. We're going to go for it. And that hasn't always been the case. And, and so I think that that, that feels good. And it happens to line up with a time when they have a lot um, at their disposal. They've got a lot of draft picks. They had a lot of salary cap space this off season. So they're pushing forward. And, and I think that's good for the Jets. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Don't look at it as a, hey, we didn't, you know, we didn't get it done, but it was, we made the push to actually do it, you know, right. which is, which, you know, you could certainly look at as a, as a step in the right direction uh, for a player of that kind of impact, right. At that kind of uh, position. So, and then you look, you mentioned the, you have four picks in the top 40 and you, you, you got to get four starters there. They, they basically did that last year. When you look back at Zach Wilson, Elijah Vera Tucker, and then you got Elijah Moore top of the second round who was banged up, but you're counting on him to be a top three, you know, wide receiver in your system here, which, you know, you essentially count on as a starter. And then, you know, Michael Carter is going to be a part of the running back rotation as well. Um, you know, there depending on, you know, where they end up going in this, in this draft at that position. So, you know, you, you think like you, all right, maybe did that last year. Now, how do we duplicate it? Right. How do we essentially really, that's when you start turning rosters over when you hit on picks like this and, you know, I, I think it's there's so many different places that they could go. They're kind of like the Giants. Like they could go offensive line, they could go edge rusher, they could go corner, and those are all kind of needs. But receiver is certainly up there as well in those in those, especially with those first two. It's interesting. Joe Douglas again when he talked to reporters last week um, quoted something Ozzie Newsom says, which is like a lu a luxury pick now could be a necessity very soon, right? So there's no such thing as a luxury pick. You, yeah. He was saying you always have to take the best player available because it may look like a luxury today, but you know, in three weeks, that could be a necessity. So um, look, when you're a team that has not won that many games, like you could go in almost any direction and it's not going to be a luxury pick. You need sure. to upgrade the roster 
all over the place. Another point that they've made, uh, both Sawa and Douglas have made, is they can help uh, Zach Wilson as much with offensive weapons, but also by improving the defense. The defense was the worst in the league last year and was near the bottom in passing defense. And their feeling is it's a lot easier for a young quarterback to operate if he doesn't wake up every Sunday morning knowing he's going to be in a shootout, knowing he's going to have to come from behind, knowing he's always going to be digging out of a hole. Like they, they made the point, like look at the young quarterbacks who succeed quickly. Like they're not playing from behind all the time. So Salah's a defensive guy. Um, I would not be surprised to see them go heavy on defense because they know they've got to improve that defense, not just for the point of improving the defense, but because that yeah. helped Zach Wilson a lot to not have the pressure of always having to pull the team from behind. Yeah, no, no question. And uh, and look, I, I think uh, you mentioned what Robert Sala has, uh, has has said a little bit through in your piece about you know the situation that they're in compared to others that we've mm-hmm. seen around the league talking about you know Buffalo, you know was was mired in you know trials mm-hmm. and tribulation trying to find their way to the top of the AFC East, and now they've been there back to back years. Cincinnati, you know, I mean, there were questions about Zach. Oh gosh, is Zach Taylor really the guy to do this? And then all right. of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl, you know. But it, it's about finding a quarterback. It's about supporting the quarterback. You know, like, do the Jets really feel like they can be that next team to make that kind of jump? Well, they think they've got the quarterback. Now, yeah. obviously, you know, he hasn't done what Joe Burrow has done or what Josh Allen has done yet. But they think that they've got the, that guy. Um, now the question is, can you put enough around him? And can he make the big jump? Because don't forget, in the case of Josh Allen, I mean, Joe Burrow was a little bit different because he got hurt as a rookie. Right. But, um but Josh Allen made that big leap. Remember, he went up to like 70% completion. Yes. And it took like two years. It did. It was, it it's took slow two part. years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's what you're going to have to see from Zach Wilson over the next year or two is can he make the big jump and can they do enough around him to help him make that big jump? Um, but, but they feel good about Zach Wilson. So in that respect, you know, they're like a half inch ahead of the Giants. You still yeah. have to evaluate Daniel Jones. They want to give right. him all the chance they can, but they're not sure yet. The Jets feel pretty good about Zach Wilson. Yeah. All right. I'm going to lay out a scenario uh, to you that I had in the uh, Rhett Lewis mock draft, uh, which came out uh, this, which comes out this week here on NFL.com. The one and only. I only do one mic, uh, one mock I'm, draft. I'm like, I'm like Mike Mayock in his, in his than, only one. I'm glad I don't have to do a mock draft because <laughs> this year is nuts. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Well, that's the thing. I, and, and so, like, I'm sitting there, like, you know, racking my brain on this thing, going one through 32. And then I'm listening to all these GMs have their pre, you know, draft press conference and they're all like, ah, it's a crapshoot. I'm like, well, what am I doing over? here trying to if you can't predict this thing then what am i doing um but i but i was thinking about this scenario for the jets and tell me how plausible you think this might be they want a wide receiver badly and it stands to reason that the way that contracts are going right now in the nfl judy there's more value (laughs) and more cost control in getting a high level receiver in the draft so if the jets are sitting there at four and ten what's to stop them from getting the number one wide receiver on their board at number four overall, rather than waiting until number 10, when maybe one or two of the wideouts that you had right up at the top of your positional ranking of those guys is already gone. And then you have to settle or move on in a different way. Like I feel like four, a wide receiver at four could be a real possibility because now the Giants might be in the wide receiver market with Kadarius Toney you know, potentially wanting out of New York and then the Falcons at eight. So like there are a couple of teams up there 
that might get you know a guy that maybe the Jets have been targeting. Sure, I don't rule anything out of this draft because it has. I mean, we've seen the entire offseason has been unpredictable, but this draft is the most unpredictable that I can remember. Certainly, in years. I mean, we literally don't know who's going number one. So that's right. the first part of it. Um, I agree with you. They could go receiver, except I wonder how they evaluate the receivers because it's a pretty good receiver class. So do they feel, well, you know, you get with your first pick in the first round, you get a sauce Gardner, for example, sure, which is another real position of need for them. Right. Um, And then, you know, later on at 10, um, if if you don't trade back, you you know, that's the place where you could get a wide receiver. Yeah. Honestly, I think, all of this depends on how the board falls on Thursday and what's in front of them when they're on the clock. Um, you know, again, for the Giants and Jets both, like when when you need to upgrade this many positions, there's almost no position yeah. that you could take that counts as like, what, that's a bad choice. Like, right, right. You need to upgrade everything when you're this bad. And look, and it is. And yeah, it depends on whether we get three edge rushers in the first three picks, whether we get one of the tackles goes before the Jets are on the... We have no idea what Houston is going to do, right? So that's another spot where you're like, that could change the whole course. Well, there... Yeah, I mean, they're like the Giants and the Jets in that they could use a player at literally every position. Um, And the Lions aren't that far off from that, although they feel pretty set at the tackle spot. So, like, there are just a lot of variables here and a lot of moving pieces. And if you're here for the chaos and drama and intrigue, then this draft is for you. Like, simply, like, this is why I cannot wait for Thursday is because, like, you know, I filled out a mock draft, one through 32. I might not get one right. Yes. Like, I might not get one projection uh, a, a, right, Judy. A writer friend of mine, so I don't have to do a mock draft, and I'm yes. grateful for that, but a writer <laughs> friend of mine who does have to do a mock draft was asking me the other day, like, what What do you think, how should I mock the first 10 picks? And I was like, I have no, he's like, I just want to get one of these right. And I'm like, well, you might not. Like, I have right. no idea. Right. No idea. So I, I do think this is going to be intriguing. And, and look at we're not even accounting for trading out, like which That's I think the thing. Giants would like very much to do to trade back. Right. Um, who the heck knows yeah. that that's going to happen? Are teams looking to come up? It doesn't, it certainly it doesn't sound like people, it. It doesn't sound like there's a rush to, to move up the board. Who knows? Yeah. It, it's going to be a fascinating first round though. Yeah. I mean, I can certainly understand the, you know, the desire to move out, but the desire to move up has to be there by someone. Yeah, and you've got to have a partner just, to trade with. Right, and right. I, I'm and it, not sure that there's a whole bunch of those out there. Ex- exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, I, and the, the teams with multiple first round picks like the Giants and the Jets would love for quarterbacks, love for quarterbacks to go early. But this isn't the year it feels like for that to happen because then you get, you know, the better positional players push their way down a little bit. So there's uh, they, look. It's going to be now. Here's the thing. Like, here's here's what I'm hoping for in my mock draft. Okay, that I I at least get like the majority of the right names into the 32. You know what I mean? Like, if I can if if I can just get like the 32 players that go into the first 32 spots, I don't care where they end up. I'm like, all right, we essentially agree on the 32 best players in the league. That's fair. Like the trade screwed all up. You know? Last year was so much easier when it was like, all right, Trevor Lawrence. Quarterbacks, like, one, two, three. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this year is just, it's, I'm sure it's great for Charlie Uke, our fantastic. And, oh, yes, like, the King of Spring. Yeah. I, yes. But like, I mean, it's mayhem trying to predict what's going to happen here. And what's even more mayhem and indicators when you talk to people in the league, when you talk to team yeah. officials, like 
they don't know what other teams are doing, right? Like they're not sure. getting a good read on like, you know, what are they, what do you think they're going to do? Like how many quarterbacks are going to go? Yeah. You don't know? How yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, by the way, and I've had these chats with Daniel Jeremiah um, every day during our path to the draft season. He's so well connected with all of these guys and, and it's, you know, he's the best in the business. And, he was talking to me about conversations he's had with a with with two different GMs on the same player, one of which sees said player as a first round pick, one of which has a sixth round grade on the same player. Wow. Like wow. think about the disparity so, in that yeah. and the right. value and the positional value and it's well, just DJ, DJ tweeted, was it this morning when he said if this draft had an emoji, it would be the shrug emoji. Yeah. But that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. <laughs> and by the way, here you're just to kind of put this whole thing full bring this whole thing full circle here about the you know volatility of this draft and this draft class and of the state of New York football. The Buffalo Bills at pick number 25 play over in Western New York, right? And, you know, are back-to-back AFC East champions. They're an AFC East contender. They're a popular Super Bowl pick. Um, They could literally go anywhere with their choice at 25, but for the entirely opposite reasons that the Jets and the Giants could go anywhere. Because they're pretty well stacked. They don't have a need. As a roster. Yes. There's no need for them. Um, (laughs) Yes, which is... What a sweet spot for them to be. Right. They can watch the mayhem everywhere else. And yeah. Just and be like, yeah. Yeah, we're cool. That's why we're yeah. talking about like a running back going to the to the Bills in the first round at number right. 25. Because why what, not? You know, that's exactly what Robert Sala was talking about, right? Like yeah. it's only a few years ago that the Bills right. were in the right. It's not that long ago. And look at how fast it flipped. Like if you hit on the right picks, yep. especially the quarterback, it, that's it. it can turn. It's so funny. This is just, this is going to be so much fun. I hope you guys are all along for the ride here. Uh, We've got the draft covered literally on every single platform out there, Uh, you know, digitally, on TV, on your apps, wherever you want to be. We've got it all covered. And Judy's got a great primer for you on how the New York football establishment is going to dominate the headlines in the top 10. NFL.com slash Big Apple Draft. Be sure to check out my mock draft as well, which comes out today. And I'll be with you on Path of the Draft each and every day up until the first round kicks off on Thursday, every day, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Judy, this has been fun. Thanks so much for being with us. Good luck on your mock. All right. Thank you. (laughs) It'll be the first universally accepted and applauded mock draft in the history of mock drafts. (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Thanks so much for being with us. Reminder to download, rate, and review our show on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you guys being along for the ride. For our producers, Thomas Warren, Tim Parachka, and Harrison Sanford, I'm your host, Brett Lewis. We'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.